0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, And
1: I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself.
0: Hi! Hi. Hi. Okay, second time's the charm.
2: Yes. We recorded Hopefully, this it's not third before. time's the charm. I know. Mercury retrograde <laughs> is messed, messed up, up our everything. first one.
1: Always. Oh, it's honestly, can we just always blame everything on Mercury on retrograde?
2: i think it's mercury in retrograde
1: what did i say on retrograde mercury is on <laughs> i
0: think retrograde means it goes the other way mercury
1: is on retrograde i feel right? like it's like a like it's a fancy i'm changing i'm changing i'm changing it, it okay
0: so on this show you've heard us talk about the amazing nikki that saved our life she and continues say- to
1: save what our life you say
2: your title is nikki we've had about ten oh thousand. what's what's your title what's your job it's something I struggle with actually because I kind of have two jobs with you guys, working as a producer for the podcast mm-hmm. and then working, you know, for the therapy group more so in an operations role. So a producer slash head of operations slash I don't know, goes to FedEx.
1: Everything. <laughs> does you do go everything to, you do spend a lot of time? At and FedEx. and IKEA. <laughs>
0: And IKEA and Target, yeah. It's been a while since she's had to go to IKEA, but I know was there's a time still time. That was serious,
2: yes. IKEA and Target are like that's a dream. Love love those runs. Oh.
0: <laughs> so the reason we really want you to come on is because I think we have this idea that we go to college for something, and then we go to grad school, or we like do whatever, and it's like one linear path. And that is sure as hell not what it looks like for most people. And I think you are a very good example of that. Yes. And so we. As much as you have resisted and not wanted to be recorded anytime, any time, and you don't ever want to be in front of the camera, we have given you no choice today. So to the show,
1: Nikki Finecox. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you cannot, yeah. you cannot say her full name without laughing.
2: Yeah, Which well. Is, what does know, that say
1: about us? I don't know.
2: It's not actually my full name. Like, I, you know, I kept my middle name because Nikki Finecox just isn't going to fly in the real world. Right. so I mean, it
0: does in that? here. OK. What do you want to be called today, and what is your title?
2: Oh, my god. <laughs> Putting me on the <laughs> spot. Nikki Cox, head of operations at the therapy group producer at Shrink Chicks.
1: Beautiful. <gasps> That's actually really good you practiced that.
2: Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was a really good one. So Nikki, first of all, once again, saved
1: our lives, changed our lives, continues to do so. Tell everyone a little bit about how you got here.
2: Absolutely. And I just want to preface this by saying um, I hate public speaking. Like <laughs> it is my number one fear um, to normalize that for anybody else who feels the same way. I spoke to my doctor about it. So I encourage you to do the same. Did, you take, a beta- Did you
1: take a beta blocker today?
2: Prescribed beta blockers. And I have taken one, and it really public speaking. Amazing. So just want to put that out there. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I had sort of had no idea what I wanted to do after college. I majored in psychology, and I loved it, and that's kind of all I knew. Um, and I figured that with a psych major, I could do a lot of things. So when I graduated, I saw a posting on Facebook from somebody who was in my sorority older than me. And she had said her company was hiring and it was a sales role, um, at a recruiting company. And I had no business background, no sales background. Um, but I was like, ah, like, sounds like they make a lot of money. So
0: (laughs) I'll just do that one.
2: I like money. Right. And so I applied and I interviewed and I got the job. And I think there is a big piece of graduating and kind of having that fear that you're not going to get hired anywhere. And so I got hired and, and there was a big piece of me that knew it wasn't the right move. I remember like asking, Everyone in my life, like, should I take this job? Do you think it's right? And then being like, yeah, like, great, you got hired, take the job. And um, I think like just looking back on different instances in my life where I have to ask for that external validation from other people um, really is telling to me that I know that it's the opposite. Um, But I want somebody to kind of co-sign and tell me it's okay. To not take the job in that instance, and nobody was doing that. So I was like, All right, I guess, I guess, you know, number one, it was like a people pleasing thing. Like they like me, I should take the job. And number two, you know, everyone who I trusted in my life told me that they thought it was a good idea. And so I took it.
0: What would you say to them now? <laughs> Great question.
2: If, I, oh my gosh, now I'd be like, This is the opposite of me mainly because I'll tell you when you when you got your first hire I love this um you got to do a a dance in front of you the entire, got to you do got to. you got to well, you well, lucky yes. lucky person exactly it was it was um sold as like this is your time to shine and do a dance for the person that you hired for the first time
1: Oh, you're doing it for the person you hired. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> oh, right? Be, did you? I know. I don't know if
2: that would be worse Could you imagine? Horrible. Well,
1: I, I don't know if that's worse. If you're just doing it for one person as opposed to in front of, like, the entire company.
0: So, wait. So, Nikki, you just told us that you had to take a pill to come on a podcast. <laughs> and yet right. you were supposed to get up in front of an entire organization and dance for a hire.
2: Should have been my first red flag. <laughs> um, I saw it as a deterrent. I was like, oh, I mean, I don't want to hire anyone. And that would equal out to no money Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i was kind of stalling on it i was like legitimately scared about this dance
1: what dance would you have done
2: i have no idea i didn't even let myself like think about it like i can't do the worm i can't do anything that would be funny (laughs) could you imagine if nikki got down down to the worm oh people like went all out they were like like almost like choreographed situations.
0: What this was before TikTok too. Yeah
2: this was. This was in right? um, if this was in the
0: age of TikTok, you could have just done like a Duh, like you know, move my Oh arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so like just true. a few arms and right?
1: like point but you at it. You can point at yeah.
2: things. Oh you just, just point
1: at things <laughs> Yeah that's the this move. Was
0: that's in a the age dance. Of
2: Vine. Oh shit. Oh,
0: I loved fine. Yeah. But that wasn't as choreographed, it was just hilarious. Yeah it was so
2: so yeah. funny. So yeah, so um I left that job <laughs> After three, can't months, imagine never why started anyone never dance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I think we should start implementing that. Like every time Nikki gets us on another podcast, we should make her do a dance.
0: Oh my god, that's torture!
1: I don't know. I feel like she... would you You'll be never more comfortable get doing
0: podcast? That's <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Just shooting myself in the foot. Her
0: body just like would shut down. Like all I of a know. sudden she wouldn't be able to write emails anymore. Yeah, it's
1: true, which is basically yep. impossible. She's so good at emails. <laughs>
2: Thank you. You're welcome. And so, yeah, so I left that job. Um, I knew I I knew I wanted to leave pretty much immediately. And I think that's kind of like, in a way, to reframe it, it's kind of nice to have that validation from myself that I knew it wasn't right. Um, and then to actually experience it, because you can't know if something is right without experiencing it. And to experience that and then say, It's not not working for me and I need to do something different. And I
1: kind of think that that's like part of the process of like figuring out what works for you is learning to trust yourself where you're like, okay, you know, this this might be something, you know, that could make me money and maybe I'll be good. You know, it'll feel good for me. And you get in it and you're like, oh, wait, I actually should have trusted my gut that was telling me this wasn't right for me.
2: Yes. And instances like that continue to kind of occur throughout my career path. But it is is really hard to trust yourself, especially in those tumultuous early 20s years.
0: Well, and I think there is a really big message of just take any job, right? Like, and that's what we're saying was like, hey, you got this opportunity at sales, you can make money. Like, why not do it? because having security matters much more than about happiness unfortunately and i also think society. it's like
1: you do so much you know after four years if you're going to a four-year college after four years of doing all this work you're like okay i you know i need like the payoff of this right like i just yeah, spent exactly. so much work i need the payoff and the payoff is a job right
2: 100 percent.
1: and so if you if you're you, there's kind of this pressure to just like get into something and be successful in it but as we know that for the most part isn't the case right like we, we kind of jump around at the beginning or even at the end you know and fig- to try to figure out what's right for us but i think there is a pressure and i need to figure this out immediately
2: i felt that pressure really bad um and so when you know i was i was told by somebody um, that you can do anything for a year when I started to think about quitting, and for me, it was like
0: hmm.
2: unimaginable to stay there for a year. Um, and I think that also goes back to the fact that like it wasn't right for me, you mm-hmm. know. Um, Is that so, a resume thing? Like you need to
0: have like a year. I feel place? Uh, that sounds right. Wait, doesn't that sound like something? Because then you're people told? are gonna
1: like question why you haven't been. If you they look at your resume and they're like, "Oh, why were you only here for three months?" Like. Riley,
0: I feel like that is People like a thing. People do tell you that, yeah. Not like actually like, oh, give it a chance. It's more like, well, you have to do this because of the resume.
1: Everyone's going to look at your resume. Your <laughs>
2: fucking resume. You guys didn't look at my resume. No. <laughs> nope. I don't even
1: but, think, wait, did you ever give us a resume?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't updated my resume in years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, in general, we don't look at resumes. No. Well,
1: because <laughs> what matters to us is the person. Yes. Right? Yeah, we
0: can tell everything in the interview.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, so you quit the job. What do you do then? And so, before I quit, I had applied to grad school. Um, I was thinking of acceptance to grad school as like my ticket out. And the day I got accepted was the day that I gave my two weeks notice. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I applied to grad school for school counseling. Um, formerly known as guidance counseling, but they don't call it that anymore cause it's not as all encompassing. So school counselor. Ooh, interesting. Um, and I knew I, I really loved my school counselor in high school. Oh. She was um, kind of instrumental in some of my growth. Um, I, I had some like hard times and um, I really leaned on that support. And I was like, this could be a really cool way to combine, you know, my mental health passion with something somewhat structured, which is what I thought mm. I wanted. Mm. Um and so I went to grad school.
0: <laughs> you ended up in the it. most I know, I was thinking this up- was right? the most unstructured environment you could ever imagine. We're gonna get into that later, sorry. But that's something I learned about
2: myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing, it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, the lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash shrinkchicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you.
2: I went to grad school, it was great, loved it, um, and I had an internship in grad school that I ended up um, carrying over into a job um, at a high school, and so, oh, almost let's drop the mic there.
0: Um, <laughs> let's Let's drop that mic, baby, what comes next, what comes next? <laughs> next <up. laughs>
2: I literally said nothing of significance. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> didn't happen at the right time. but
1: <laughs> There's still time. Just toss um, your mic across the room when you yes, say yes, something yes. important.
2: So um, I was a school counselor for a little over three years. I somehow the entire time was covering a maternity leave. Um, That's a around. long pregnancy. <laughs> I know poor woman, Um, (laughs) bouncing around from actually a few different maternity leaves, um, staying within the same district. And, um, you know, I really liked it in the beginning. Um, However, the theme of imposter syndrome kept showing up. um, And I think that that can happen a lot with younger um therapists teachers counselors um you know there's certain professions where your age can kind of be seen as a negative um and so i remember my first day i was training with the counselor that was going out on her leave and a parent um came in for a meeting and she asked the parent um can can my substitute you know join this meeting and the parent was like that's your substitute absolutely not my son will not see somebody while you're gone that is that young. Please put me with another counselor. Looked wow. me up and down.
1: Wow.
0: I, I would have cried, too. Bam. I would have totally Bam. cried. I would yeah. have cried.
2: Just, like, hits you, like, oof. Um, and it, and I sort of, you know, got over that as I got more confident in the role. Uh, but to start out like that was challenging. Um, <laughs>
1: Bad first day. <laughs> totally.
2: Horrible first day. <laughs> horrible first day. <laughs> and so I ended up interviewing a lot um, because this role was not permanent. And so uh, I think I went on 10, oh 11 gosh. interviews at different schools in the area. Never got hired. Okay, but I, I will say this. One,
0: yes, Nikki is amazing. Uh, that's, school, I was about to freak out. <laughs> Pennsylvania is also very competitive in their education, right? right? There's, true. like, a lot of, like, am I true about, like, is this true, right? Like, uh, like I mean, there's a lot of education programs oh, yeah. in Pennsylvania, and there also, there's, like, a pension. Right. So, like, Pennsylvania is, like, big for schools. Like, it is. She's amazing. I'm amazing. not discounting that, Nikki. And I'm not surprised to hear that it was so difficult to get a position in the state of Pennsylvania.
2: Yes, and people, um people really stay in education jobs. Like it is a Mm. kind of life or career. I think for a few reasons, you know, it's it's a nice schedule um, to have, you know, to be home at four and to have your summers off. And um, there's a great pension, like you said. Mm. And I think there's also like a ton of guilt um, leaving the career. I think when you work, obviously, if you're working in a school, you have a big heart. And I think, you know, you kind of put yourself on the back burner. You're you're doing it for the kids. You're doing it for the parents. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a reason why people, like, when you're young, think that the teachers, like, live at school. Because, like, they're all supposed to separate themselves from the job. Mm -hmm. And that's impossible. Um, But I do think that's a big reason why, yes, the jobs are hard to come by. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, and also interviewing uh, ignites my public speaking fear. And so that was really hard for me. Yeah. Um because I'm I'm really first of all I'm I want the job. I'm really scared that I'm not going to get the job. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified to interview and then I don't get the job. <laughs> so like it,
1: it was just reinforces. New, it's
2: a negative feedback loop, yeah. right? Like it just is a negative feed, feedback loop that's going to
0: keep going, keep increasing anxiety. And that that feeling of rejection is just gonna like slowly chip away at you.
1: I I hate to throw the conversation off, but I just had a thought, and I just wanted to to pose it to everyone. Did you ever call your teacher mom by accident? Yes, oh everyone did.
0: And the kid, it was and so you embarrassing. Feel like you could never recover. You're like,
1: oh my god, right? <laughs> Why like is feels that so like embarrassing? I, don't know. I don't know. Well, because you're so everything is so embarrassing yeah. when you're young.
0: Yes, yeah, so true. Being a human is it just very being a human
1: when you're young is so embarrassing.
0: I don't know. My most embarrassing thing is farting in science class and blaming it on my shoe, and like it was not my fucking shoe. Did people know? Everyone knew, and it was not my shoe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what kind of you were like? wait you were wearing, like like <laughs> slippers jellies. or like Uggs?
0: Probably jellies. Oh, how old do you think I am? I'm there just was thinking Uggs of like the
1: like, one shoe that like could not squeak if you tried. Well, jellies though. I feel oh, I was jellies. wearing jellies.
0: That they're squeaky, squeaky fucking
1: shoe It was the shoe. It wasn't you. It was my butt.
0: It was my butt. It it was was my butt. butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just
1: had to throw that out there. Okay. just the the I, one of those things came back to me of like remembering. Oh
2: yeah. It, like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Ben can throw that in there. Okay, so <laughs> that we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> he right. does not.
0: Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> so you're doing all this stuff. Ten freaking interviews. You're covering someone's mat leave. And, like, are you loving... A bunch of
1: people's man? A bunch of
0: different people, right? Are you loving the job, too? Like, are you very happy at the job?
2: I'll tell you where I that part. I actually actually interviewed for a role at the school I was in, and I didn't Uh like that. Ouch. And so... (laughs) You're already there. Yeah, and so that was kind of the straw that really (laughs) broke it. I was just like... Because, like, when you're also still working for these... For the people like you're like, do they not like, am I doing a bad job? Like, right. Do they not? And so, yeah, I, I started to think about leaving. I had no idea what to do. My grad school degree is so niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have gone back to get more credits to be a therapist, um, but I wasn't sure about that. I, I actually applied or started to apply to do it. And then i never finished the application um i I would have like brainstorming sessions with myself of like what do i want to do um and i couldn't figure it out and so i knew i was staying through the end of her leave and so i had some time um and in that time i really developed a passion for podcasts (laughs) (laughs) my commute was so long it was like anywhere from like 45 minutes to over an hour each way. And I just started listening to podcasts. I am not the kind of person that like loves music. And so whenever I'm in the car or like folding laundry or doing something around the house, I'm usually listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I heard Emily <laughs> on Betcha's Bride's podcast, which was, I was still listening to it after I got married, which just shows you like how much time I had in the car. I was just like, I'm listening <laughs> <dedicated>. to everything, <laughs>
1: right? Years and, later.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, Emily like blew me away. I listened to her episode. I, I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember- Yeah, which I, one was it? I just remember how I felt. I just remember being like, this person is like a genius.
1: And you are, you are, you are. I don't family. even know what it's
0: about. I don't either, but you, there was you so were so many episodes. Yes, thank you very much. So and, glad you enjoyed it. And very so, funny you weren't getting married. <laughs> 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 it's like very funny that you were not a bride at that time. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then I think like a month or two later, you came back. Yeah. And I like remember seeing the episode and I'm like, oh, she's back. Like, can't wait to listen. And I listened. And, Wait, so and did you, the first
0: time, did you realize I was, that we were so close? Like, did you realize that I was in
2: Philadelphia? You said, you said that. Um, oh, okay, the first time. Yeah, the first time. But the second time, you said you and your business partner had started a podcast of your own. Yeah. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> I, like, I was like, this That is- was my
1: reaction too, Nikki, when Emily <laughs> brought it to me. <laughs> in like a negative way.
2: Of course. <laughs> I would have felt the same exact way if she posed that idea to me. Right, right. Um and I was just like these women are in my backyard. They're doing this incredible thing. Like I think our generation especially we somewhat have therapy normalized for us mm. and I think um at this point like a lot of people have been to therapy or at least have like dabbled with like you know following along on certain you know social media or reading books you know self-help um and i think there's a fascination with relationships and therapeutic topics and just like human behavior Mm -hmm. and so i was like this is genius um i couldn't stop thinking about it and i i already was sort of like immersed in the podcast world and so as a listener and so i was like how can i work for them i love podcasts (laughs) I love mental health, um, but I got really nothing else as far as like knowing how to produce or- That's all you need for us. (laughs) And I, so yeah, I was, I was really blown away by the first two episodes of your podcast. The first
1: two. (laughs) I'm I'm I am scared to know what was even on those episodes Who knows?
0: but we were doing that but it's funny right because you said like oh well I didn't know how to like produce or edit but like neither did we we right? had no like, clue we were in Emily's sh- house yeah, we bought shitty mics off Amazon yeah and just like recorded in my bedroom so like it might may- probably looked legit from the outside
2: did it did it seem probably, legit from oh, the oh, outside I thought, it, I thought it was super legit <laughs> like to the Sorry. point where I was very scared to to contact you <laughs> okay so let's talk about that part yeah yeah
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah. So I remember coming home the first, so I listened to both of the episodes on the way home one day. Cause that's how long it took me to get home. And I was like, I like skipped inside and I like told my husband, I'm like, I found the most incredible podcast. I need to figure out a way to work for them. And he was like, okay, like, <laughs> I'll help. And so I started um, making a list of different things that I thought you guys could do with the podcasts, whether that be, you know, engagement on social media or certain podcasts, I thought that would really appreciate you as guests. Um, and so I kept this like little notepad because I knew I was going to eventually try and reach out and I didn't want to come empty handed. And so then I wrote you, I drafted a DM to send to you, Mm -hmm. John helped me, my husband and, um, he actually was the one who ended up pressing send because I was too scared.
1: Do you have that DM with you?
2: I do. <laughs> I'm like, whenever I look at it, which is not often just because I pulled it up for this episode. So <laughs> the two times I've looked at it, <laughs> I it's just funny knowing you now. I approached it like it was like much more of a... Um, professional, like, sure. corporate setting than then it is. Of
1: course. Well, that's – and that's also, like, what you're taught, right? Like, when you reach out, that you have to be very professional. And a lot of therapists who reach out who want to work with us do the same thing, understandably of so.
2: Of course. Um, yeah, and I think – and I remember, like, you know, people were like, oh, you know, when you write this, like, just be yourself. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> mm. You know, like um, – especially with the whole interview rejection over and over I'm like I don't know if I'm really allowed to be myself in in a work setting mm. um, maybe who I am is too much or too little or somehow have to morph into what you know these people are looking for um, and so this is this is corporate Nikki <laughs> who wrote this DM <laughs> Oh God okay I want to start out by reiterating how much I have been enjoying the Shrink Chicks podcast because I messaged you before.
1: Did we answer the the first first one? And did we not answer the first one? You said,
2: best message ever. Thank you so much for your support. Oh, we did it. So nice. (laughs) Um, Your collective relatability is a breath of fresh air. The realness you offer is so often absent in therapy or in therapists, but I can immediately tell that was not the case here. I'm reaching out to one, applaud your work with two clap emojis. Good, good. <laughs> and two, because I feel so strongly about what you are doing, I want to know how I could become involved with shrink Chicks. I know that the podcast has huge growth potential based on the two of you and your personalities, your WCTG following, and the fascination our generation has with marriage and family systems. I would be glad to provide assistance with anything and everything, logistics, guests, Instagrams, DMs, questions, etc. I'm totally going out on a limb here, but I trust my gut and just felt inspired by what I have heard so far. Please let me know if you'd be open to grabbing coffee to explore possibilities, or if nothing else, network between mental health professionals. Thank you so much.
0: And what did we say back?
2: <laughs> you emailed me, because I sent my email in the signature. Oh, thank God. I can't believe we did that. That's I amazing. <laughs> well, and my you I was like f- floored when <laughs> I got that email
1: we floored that
2: we
0: were
1: like <laughs> that. We wrote an email. Yeah, we wrote an email. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> and you're all about to hear why. Looking back on it, I would also be floored that you responded. But yes, at the time, I did not know this about you, and so I remember like that feeling was like almost like when you're first dating somebody. I'm like, oh my god, they they emailed me, um, and so you emailed and you you said you would love to grab coffee, and setting that coffee up was quite challenging. <laughs> Because then you stopped emailing.
0: <laughs> did you? You feel- must have caught us at such like a unique time. Right? We were like, like, we have
1: so much time. Right?
0: And like, like, but I was like, oh, this girl seems cool. Send an email, and then like we fucking disappear. Like we. And I, this is a thing. I'm so did. sorry.
1: Did you feel rejected?
2: You know what? No, okay. I didn't. I I was like, they're probably really busy in my head, and I I felt, and I, I know you know. I don't really like think of myself as like someone who has like a super strong intuition or gut. Like I I actually struggle with trusting my gut and intuition, but this was like, no brainer. I was like, I just knew that I had to be involved. I, it was almost like, um, I wanted to like invest in a startup or something. Like I was like, this Mm. is that I want to get in on this like now, because I just know how much it's going to grow and affect and change people's lives like that's how I felt and um and, so at this point Jen was still like can we fucking be done with this yet? yeah because I was not ready.
1: Gonna go how many how many podcast episodes were coming out per
2: <laughs> like oh, one yeah. a month it was not consistent right <laughs> which was which was my first uh suggestion
1: <laughs> she continues to suggest it too
2: right right, right. <laughs> um But I think I think
1: like this is one of the reasons why we wanted to bring Nikki on is because, you know, I think that a lot of people struggle with this in terms of trusting themselves and saying this is something I'm really passionate about, even though like you you just loved podcasts and had never worked in podcasts before.
2: Mm
1: -mm. But, you know, I just want to highlight that piece real quick because you were so connected to that feeling that you had and you went for it which is real a, a really big move.
2: Yeah. Um and I I think I emailed you like maybe I think twice to get a response and then like twice again to get a response <laughs> again. But I was like I was like there was no there was no signs you were giving me that were like negative, so I was like I'm just going to keep checking in and hopefully we can make this work.
1: Persistence is key.
2: I was very persistent. <laughs> almost but but y-
1: you know what though? That is part of what makes you really good at your job, too. You know, it's almost like that in and of itself spoke to us in a lot of ways, considering Emily and I are so bad at emailing that the fact that you were persistent with us and consistent with us, you know, it it makes you actually really good at the job that you have now. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. So
0: like, let's talk about. So you finally get us somehow, and you come into the office. And I think one of the things also that's happening for us is like we couldn't figure out, um, what you would do or what you wanted to do for us. You know what I mean? Or like, we also were not in the place financially to pay some. Like we didn't really know what this was going to look like or what right? we needed. And you know yes, when you, know you start, doing, so it's hard to say. So what right.
1: Yeah, and when you start anything, you know it's just, it's it was really hard and challenging for us to give up any sort of control. So, yeah, I
2: remember like wondering what you guys were thinking because it kind of was like, you know, here I am, I want to work for you." and like to to expect that with no strings attached because there certainly were not any strings attached, but like you didn't know me. You didn't know right? that. Uh, right? Okay, so you come into our office, came right? into your office. Um, I remember like pulling up and just being like,. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> You can did, do it. did you
1: take a beta blocker beforehand?
2: That is a great question, probably. Okay. I don't remember, but I would, I would venture to guess yes.
1: Okay.
2: Um, and I met you, and I um, quite honestly do not remember the conversation because I was that nervous, but I know that it was, like, good.
0: <laughs> you came in with notes, and you're like, here's what I think. You should probably start doing it weekly. Yeah, you had here's notes a, of like, how like to improve the podcast. Yeah. yeah and we just sat there like i'm sorry you've you've listened like we were still figuring out how people even heard the podcast well and i also
1: remember us thinking after that like she would be such a good therapist we were like go back to school and you know because we because we also didn't know where the podcast was going or if it was going to do anything at all and so you know our for our minds go straight to like oh you would be such a good therapist
2: yeah and i actually was contemplating doing that at the time So in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe I could go back to school and work for them on the side while I'm, you know, in school. Um, And so, you know, with that, it turned into a, I would call it an internship.
0: Yeah. Wait, (laughs) now, when was this, though? Wait, what are the dates Oh, this
2: was, this was, so I DM'd you in December of 2019. Mm -hmm. We met in January of 2020. And then. COVID. COVID. And so I was still doing, you know, my school counseling job. And I had planned to continue to do that until either, you know, I was able to make money doing, you know, working for you guys or figured out what it is I wanted to do next. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I worked both jobs for um, a year. Wow.
1: I mean, and you... You know you really like I, I think one thing that once again Emily and I had trouble kind of giving up any control at, in at that point um, but you really made it very easy for us to give up that control that we had he- held on to because you you worked so hard and did you did so many things that we never would have thought of. Well
0: you you rolled it and you had this list of names right and you're like here are the shows I think you can get on And we're like, what? Like we've done like probably at this point, put out like four episodes, like we don't really know what we're doing. Jen is still trying to convince me to let this go. Um, I'm still and, on it. And one of those was Caitlin Bristow. Bristow. Yes. I... And, and I was like, no fucking way. And so then you're like, well, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to send her an email. How did you even know what to write? Did you Google it? Or you just did a pitch. You
2: know, I that's a really good question. I just sort of wrote. I was like, I made a draft. I had John read it to see if it sounded like crazy or not. <laughs> and and I just, I was like, I just want to send it. I just want to try. And so you guys made me an email address. And I, I started pitching. I pitched like, I would say, five or six sort of bigger podcasts, Um, same general email. And we heard back from Caitlin Bristow's off the vine. And, and- Nick Viall's. Yes. Right? Yep. And that was probably like the most excited I had felt about something in a really long time as far as work went. And so I was like, this this just feels right. Like, this is what my vision was for them. You know, hopefully they're on board because I really think that if the right people hear them and talk to them, it, it's just gonna blow up. Like, how could it not? That's how I felt.
0: Okay, so then we book this trip. I was gonna to say Nashville. we were so on
1: board that we booked a tra- we trip. We
0: booked a trip to, Nashville. to Nashville. We're like, guess we're, we're taking Nikki. We don't even know this girl. We've met her for like one second, I know. and we're all gonna go on this trip together. And then COVID hits, and
2: everything's canceled. Cancel
1: it. And it was right during Nikki's birthday, and Nikki was a little bummed that she was gonna have to spend <laughs> her birthday with two strangers. Two
2: strangers. <laughs> In Nashville at some, like, <laughs> are we sharing beds? Like, right. Like, there. there was a lot
1: a lot lost right,
2: in lot communication. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We're
0: like, what's going to happen here? And okay. knowing you now,
2: uh, you would have given me a wonderful birthday. The best Didn't birthday. Know that then.
0: Yeah. Fair. We still did send you a present, though. We did.
2: We did. You did. A,
0: a FabFitFun box.
2: Yes. I know. I still wear the perfume that was in there. <laughs> it's the best perfume I've ever had. <laughs> OK.
0: So... And then all of a sudden you, you interned for us for six months, and then all of a sudden you're part-time, and then we convince you to quit your job and come full-time.
2: Pretty much. And so, <laughs> yeah. And um, it, it sort of naturally progressed into a bigger role. You know, at first it was kind of just managing shrink chick stuff, you know, responding to emails that would trickle in. It was not crazy or anything. Um, and pitching every now and then I would be like, ooh, maybe maybe this podcast would work or this one. And so that was really what I was doing. I was also helping a little bit with social media content, um, which came very easy to me just growing up with Instagram, um, which is something, you know, I think sometimes we forget these skills that we have just by living. Mm. And so that was something cool. I could, I, you know, I felt really confident in being able to navigate different, you know, facets of Instagram. And so I was helping with that. Um, But over time, it it really progressed into, you know, the podcast started growing and the practice in turn also was growing rapidly. And so I started, you know, helping with like operational things at the practice, which I also found that I really loved. and Thank I God. Lo- I'm, just very, <laughs> I'm very um, task oriented. And so I think an operations role is you know, inherently tasks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, give me a task. Let me knock it off the list. It's You're like- so
1: good at that. You're so good at lists. And we are not. We are and okay. so this was such a good balance for us.
2: OK, so
0: let's wait. But we have to go back to something you said earlier about like going into a structured environment. Yes. So you went from a very, very structured environment to... The most chaotic and unstructured environment you could probably ever imagine, and it brings up our first listener question, which is, "What does a
2: typical workday look like?" <laughs> I know the the least structure, and I couldn't love it anymore. Um, yeah, like with with an education job, you know, you're there at the same time every day, you leave at the same time ish every day, um, you're kind of doing very similar things every day. And you know, I thought that's what I wanted. Um, I, I am a pretty routine person. Like, I eat oatmeal for breakfast every morning. Every
1: <laughs> she's gonna turn morning. into the Quaker Oats man.
2: Oh, yes. That's I'm what I'm Halloween.
1: That's what you should. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he makes some good oats. Let me tell you, he does. He still <laughs> so makes. So, what does your day look like now, though? And so, yeah, and so now, it's it's so variable, <laughs> and I and I. You know some days like we said before some days i'm i'm going you know those beautiful trees for everyone who's watching the trees in the background they are ficus trees from target (laughs) some days i am going to target and hauling out giant ficus trees over my shoulder like an
0: hour and a half away because it's the only place i could find this one particular tree we needed
2: (laughs) yep some days are like that some days I'm helping to interview, you know, do first round interviews with new clinicians. Some days I'm doing content for social media. Um, A lot of days I'm listening to you speak and uh, (laughs) picking out, you know, promotional clips and all that for the podcast. a few
0: weeks ago. You had to wait on on a website for three hours to get me into a class I needed to get into.
2: Oh, my God. But that see, that was like, I I don't mind that kind of stuff because it's it's like a goal. I'm like, yeah, you're great with a goal. And, um, but yeah, it's it's variable, but it's like variable in the best way.
0: Okay. Um, all right, we have a lot of listener questions we have to get to. Let's do it.
1: Okay, I like this one. What has been the biggest surprise <laughs> working for us?
2: I think that's a perfect segue because it's a surprise that I was able to adapt to the way that you do things. And but what did you think at first? <laughs> Like the first like two weeks you worked with us full time, oh. were you like, what the fuck? Yes, <laughs> I, I did not know how to operate the way you were operating. <laughs> it's fair. Like, <laughs> I I just remember like it was it was always like jumping from one thing to the other to the other, and I was like, wait 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 wait, wait. I'm supposed to cross off the first thing off the list before I get to the second thing, and I was just like, how how do you how do you do this? <laughs>
1: And you have to know, Emily and I, you know, like I think our, mind, our minds are all over the place because we have a lot on our plate. And we do. We just jump so quickly from thing to thing. And so Nikki – And we re- have
2: ADHD. And
1: we have ADHD. <laughs> so Nikki really reigns us in.
2: Yeah. And and I remember in the beginning like thinking to myself like, should I be reining them in? Like I, I kind of had – I like had like a moment with myself. I was like, maybe you need to be a little bit less rigid and – Lean into this a little bit and see how it works. And I did that, and I can totally handle it now. And it's and it feels actually, it's funny. Like the other day, I remember I was like in the middle of an email, and then something popped into my mind, and I like went and went to go do that, and I was like, Look at me! (laughs) Look at me me being jumping around.
0: (laughs) Look at me adapting and being flexible, and also
1: getting ADHD slowly. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I but i think
2: you're giving it to me <laughs> Rubbing right and, well
0: it's like it is there's just so many different things that happen here like on a day right and then also jen and i see clients in between all the stuff that we do right so then there's also times we're not available for three hours straight that we end up going like back to back and so if something happens during that time you're taking it
2: i know <laughs> and in the beginning that was very scary yeah but like all things with time things do you do build some confidence um but it's hard it's hard when you when you start
1: and that that brings us into another listener question because i think this important this is important for anyone who's listening and i think everyone's experienced this in a lot of ways what would you say some tips are to avoid imposter syndrome when making a drastic career change Mm.
2: i don't think you can i think i think imposter syndrome I think our generation um, is very focused on pleasing others. And we're less focused on checking in on ourselves. And I think that imposter syndrome kind of goes with that. Like, you're just kind of like, what does everyone else think of me? Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing a good enough job? And like you're kind of forgetting to check in. Like, do I like what I'm doing? Because Mm. I felt more of an imposter when I didn't like what I was doing. So I think, you know, obviously in the beginning of anything, it's hard. There's a learning curve. You have to adapt to new people. You have to adapt to new tasks. You have to adapt to new styles of operating. (laughs) And I think it's so easy to feel like an imposter. Um, I still do every now and then, like, especially if I'm pitching, I'm like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. because it's 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 a little scary and Mm -hmm. rejection is hard. but I don't yeah, I don't think you can avoid it. But I think, you know, having some sort of awareness about where it's coming from and, and maybe looking into why it feels so um what 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 other word besides imposter can I use? Mm. Why you feel like such an imposter?
0: Fraud. Like why you like yeah. feel like not good enough, you don't know enough, you're right. like not a
1: season enough, like you just feel too green. Right. You know? Like what are the, the what are the feelings that come right. with it that that are challenging for you? All of the above.
0: Okay. Um. How did you find the confidence to reach out to Emma Jen? And besides that, John actually reached out to us, not you.
2: Yeah, I- just thinking about <laughs> right. Thanks, thanks, John. Um, even just thinking about like pitching, like I was so much more confident in sending those pitches than reaching out to you guys, mm. and. Thinking about it now, it's like, you know, the pitches were like hopeful. I was like, there's, you know, this might happen, probably not. And so let me just shoot my shot. And then with you guys, um, it felt tangible. It felt like this might actually work. And so it was a little bit scarier because that rejection was more realistic in my mind. Um, and so I I sat on that DM for a few days um, just trying to out you know weigh the the pros and cons of sending it and you know obviously I'm really glad that I did but I just remember thinking like I'm gonna be crushed if if they say no and that mm-hmm. and that can stop you that can pause you that can you know hold you back from even trying mm-hmm. so it's almost
1: you know knowing that there's a possibility of rejection and saying, you know i'm i'm gonna be able to it'll be hard but i'll be able to work through it and what's the risk risk reward there
2: yep absolutely
0: um somebody wrote as a foremost as a as a former school counselor did working for street chicks change how you listened and counseled while you were doing both jobs
2: yes oh my gosh <laughs> i love this question because i always i would tell em and jen all the time that listening to them as much as I did because of the podcast and having to listen to each episode like, you know, two or three times. And the content on Instagram, I felt like I learned more from the two of them that was applicable to one-on-one counseling than I did in grad school. Mm So, you got to start Somebody. the and school of counseling.
1: Yeah, I
0: was going to say, that's the pitch right there. We right? have Here so much is. time. We should do we that. We have a ton of time, so we should do that.
1: Nikki, idea. honestly, that's Nikki starting the school. If <laughs> anyone's going <laughs> to, Nikki's just putting more on her plate.
0: And like, we are, we would be, um yeah, like the antithesis. What's it called? Like the, anim- yeah. yeah, right. Like of actual grad programs.
2: Like they would hate
0: what we have to hmm. say.
2: Well, there's there's so much that they teach you in grad school specifically for counseling or therapy about like not being authentic. <laughs> and the fact that you guys are authentic has allowed me to be authentic. Oh. And that is so um, invaluable and important in, in, in my you know, life and, my, mm-hmm. and that I can work for two people where I can, I know who I am and I can be that person
0: Nikki, we could talk to you all day, and the good news is that we get to. We get because literally, we're I talk to you right after I, this. the amount of times I FaceTime Nikki, and she answers the phone, and she's just getting out of this shower. Oh my God, it's just like it's like clockwork. I'm like, oh, like I'm, what we, we we have just some- we
1: have a secret suspicion that you're just constantly showering. <laughs>
0: that's our that's our thing.
1: But before we go though, we
0: got to
2: call some BS. Let's
0: do it. All right, what are we calling BS on? So,
2: I think number one that you must. Stay where you are. Mm. Um, I think, you know, a lot of us, including myself, um, like to be right. Um, if you're a perfectionist like me, it's almost like you, you know, you want to get like an A plus in like decision-making, like you want to just like be right all the time about your life and what you choose to do and all that. Um, and I think there's a lot of grief in accepting that something isn't for you, but that's okay. And you can start over and do something else. Um, just because you've spent a lot of time doing something, or you know, you went to school for X, Y, or Z, does not mean you must, you're, you're a prisoner there.
1: That's Throw a, the mic across the room that's right the now.
2: Right there. Pick that that. Was, that's the footage for the real world. That right
1: was there. it. All right, Nikki
0: nikki you are sure fine to us my darling girl we are very eternally grateful you have come and this is your message for anyone to listening to go shoot your fucking shot you have no idea what could open up for you a whole new career a whole new life two new lovely friends right and so go shoot that chat whatever you've been scared to do go send that dm right now just do it
2: go just just do do it. it
0: just do it baby if you enjoyed this episode, please send it to a friend who might enjoy it soon. We are asking you to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us at Apple Podcasts. And we are not kidding about the rating and reviewing. We're getting desperate here, people. Yes, so, please, please, please. Five star, guys. <laughs> we're, spo- we're supposed to beg at this point, apparently. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and uh, and don't forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.